I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. First off, y'all know I gotta say it. I would love it if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to go rate, review, and subscribe. Or wherever you're listening, you can subscribe. You can follow me on Spotify. I have 24 followers on Spotify, guys. I'm really breaking the glass ceiling here. I have to first shout out Tasha because sweet angel Tasha, she rewrote an angelic review for me because her first one got deleted because she said legit shit. You will notice in my show notes, and she even put the little asterisk in it like I do. They will delete it even if you just say shit with an asterisk. So that's just fucking bullshit. You will notice even when I put in my show notes, it's not called legit shit. It's just called legit. So thank you, Angel Tasha. I love you. I asked her permission to say this, but my sister is iconic because she broke up with her boyfriend via Zoom. Well, technically FaceTime, but like who's counting these days? And I'm like, that's so amazing. Like when you are 85, you can tell your grandkids that you broke up with your first boyfriend during the coronavirus pandemic. And there's... Okay, she thinks that's not that amazing. I think it's amazing. I think it's iconic. So let me have this moment. Well, I appreciate your support. She appreciates my support, guys. Because you know why I say that? Because there's been so, there's literally been whole podcasts and articles literally dedicated to people breaking up with their boyfriends via Zoom. And I'm like, you know what? Kenzie did it before I read a single article doing that. So she is a trendsetter without even knowing it. Quick pivot here. Brad Leone's wife, Brad Leone, if you don't know, he is on Bon Appetit. He's part of the Bon Appetit universe. It's more better, more better than the Marvel universe. His wife works for Jessica Simpson. And from what I gleaned from her Instagram is that she's besties with Tina Simpson. And for the uncultured, Tina Simpson is Jessica Simpson's mother. And I... I've talked about Brad Leone's wife before because, and I don't even know if Caroline Calloway is aware of this, but she reposted a story that Brad Leone's wife had posted on her Instagram saying that she had bought Scammer, which I also bought. And I've, I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before. And I was like, wow, like I need to befriend. Her name on Instagram is Pagoots. I think her real name is Peggy. And Anyways, I just up until that moment, I thought the best Bon Appetit crossover was Claire Soffitt's like captioning her Instagram with a Vanderpump Rules quote. Talked about that last week. If you haven't heard, go listen to episode 35. But honestly, this trumps that. Like a Brad Leone wife, Jessica Simpson crossover is really what I needed in my life. And I love talking about Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book. So please go listen to that episode if you haven't yet because it was one of my favorites to record. Like when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about, that passion, I think it just pops out. So anyways, I thought that crossover takes the cake. Last week, and I'm not trying to get super like referential here to my past work, but this is what we're working with right now, guys. I I think I've established there's not much going on in my personal life, so bear with me. I talked about how the Roni New Housewife, Leah McSweeney, Uh, I hadn't seen her yet, but when I read the article, I was just super into her. I thought she was going to bring it. And now after officially watching episodes one and two, I think I can for sure say that she is going to bring it. 
usually when I see a new housewife come on the scene, it's very much a slow burn. And there's a lot of uncertainty about how I'm going to feel about them. But there was no slow burn with Leah. I was like, cackling at everything she said and I'm not usually one to laugh out loud at a tv show I'm more one of those people who like when you say something funny I'm like oh my god that's so funny (laughs) you know even if I do legitimately think it's funny I'm not like a laugh out louder so this was groundbreaking for me like it was it was just for once not a slow burn that she came in hot she brought the chaos that she talked about and I am into it Speaking of pop culture, our favorite thing here, my friend Emily launched a podcast and Bravo. This is Bravo and pop culture. And she was signed with Embassy Row. Guys, Embassy Row produces Watch What Happens Live. I love, like, what? We went to college together. Uh, It's called Melodramatic Teen Universe. Give it a listen. I listened to the first episode today. She was talking about the pilots uh, with her sister and a comedian uh, of the OC, Buffy, and Dawson's Creek, all of which I have dabbled in and some of them I dove deep. I am number one OC OG fan. I have the six DVD set box set still somewhere, somewhere lurking in my house. And Buffy I was a huge fan of, but... For some reason, it's like eradicated from my mind. I can't remember any of the plot. I must have just been so enamored with the hotness of all the characters that it just leaked out. And Dawson's Creek was another one I dabbled in because I thought Joshua Jackson was really hot. And then we saw him on the streets of New York. So everything comes full circle in life, guys. Just don't don't stop believing. Another quick pivot. Have you guys seen Ariana doing, I won't say I'm in love, do-do-do-do, from Hercules, which again, another underrated thing in this world. Hercules is one of the best Disney movies. Fight me. It just is. And she sings that song, which literally I would like sing that song throughout my house and blow out all of my family's ears. I kind of want to sing it for real. Like what I just did was not for real. That was not full out. That was not Jerry from Cheer full out. I want to go full out, but I know you guys would turn it off if I did that. But if you want it, let me know and I'll do it next week. So anyways, Ariana Grande does a rendition of I Won't Say I'm in Love, but the best part of it is that she doesn't just do Meg's part. She also does the part of the muses. So if you haven't seen it yet, she posted on her Instagram and it's it's definitely worth a watch. I think she really uh, pulled it off. And in a similar act of isolation of Ariana playing five parts herself, I bought paint to do an accent wall. I told you guys last week that I've been really throwing myself into home decor, and you might have thought I was joking about the desire to wallpaper a wall, but I wasn't. And I did resist buying $200 pillows, but I did buy some very nice Euro shams, which are the nice big square ones. You only need two for a queen bag and three for a queen king. I spent a lot of time looking this up. And uh, they were only $30. They're super fluffy Euro shams from Target. They, I think they come in multiple colors. I got the white. And I will link those in the show notes in the legit shit section. But do not worry because I have another fire legit shit coming for you at the end of this episode. Whew. Deep breaths, guys. We're getting through this. It was my plan to talk about Caroline Calloway part two and a half this episode. Um, But, oh, and just to add, originally there was supposed to be three parts, but I predicted there was going to be four. So I'm like, oh, am I kind of psychic? But she has decided that she named this one two and a half because I think there will still only be three official parts. But who knows? She might just keep naming them parts and go on forever. And 
who knows? Um, and I was going to do my normal kind of deep dive into this like I've been doing with parts one and two, but part two and a half was uh, very dark and hard to read. And even Caroline, she puts it on a black background and it the article starts out with trigger warning. This part contains graphic images and information about suicide, which may be upsetting to some people. And it talks about her dad's suicide and it was honestly just so so heartbreaking to read and I I mean I'll still read some parts of it but just know that I feel like during this time I've I've told you guys before I've been trying to keep things light keep things fluffy and this was just a heartbreaking read but I still encourage you if you want to go read the full articles pay the ten dollars it goes towards COVID relief and you can read everything that Caroline's written and will continue to write in this series. Obviously, I've purchased this and Scammer the book, so I'm just I'm just giving her my money. Uh, but one of the parts that really struck me about it was she talks about how her dad just kept being set in this mindset of everything getting worse. And she talks about how hard it was during her addiction lying to him and saying, that things were going to get better because everything did just keep getting worse and worse. Hard agree, dad, she writes. And then she goes on to say, but I also understood why parents throughout history have lied to their children and said everything is fine, even when things were grim. There's nothing else to do but offer the people you love hope. Lying not by omission, but lying as an act of compassion. And I feel like, honestly, we're all kind of going through a time of that right now. I mean, who hasn't told lies to themselves during this time period or maybe just white lies or just things we've said to make ourselves feel better so anyways I will uh hopefully delve in a little bit more into part three but I just felt I don't know maybe out of a place of sensitivity that talking about two and a half which is very graphic that I don't want to push that on you guys unless you want to read it yourself so I'm carolinecalloway.com if you want to read more Now, speaking of lighthearted content, I have been struggling because I think The Cut is also struggling to write about lighthearted content. In fact, this week there was an entire article about how to dye a shirt with a beet, as in, you know, the vegetal fruit beet, B-E-E-T. And this came from Kelly Connaboy. We've covered her articles a lot in the past. And it starts when she's literally just trying to boil herself a beet for a salad. The beet juice gets on her shirt. And then in this act of creativity and I don't know, whatever, she throws her shirt in the pot and she lets it sit in there and it comes out pink. And beet juice is a great dye. I was telling Kenzie, I made beet burgers last week, like beet veggie burgers. And I was like, I'm never grating a beet again because it was like a massacre happened. There was times I was convinced I had cut off the tip of my finger with the grater because it looked like straight up blood coming out of my fingers. So I get the frustration and But my point is the content ain't exactly popping right now on the cut. So we are maybe covering some things I wouldn't normally cover, exploring some new aspects. 
And I think we only have two official articles today, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I swear I will pull through for you next week. This is another week where I waited till Friday because I just was like not feeling it yesterday. And I never want to give like a little half ass, not my normal self, lack of enthusiasm ass podcast. That is not what you came here for. And that is not what I want to give you. So maybe you're going to finish this and be like, well, that was fucking lackluster. I don't know what this bitch is talking about, but just know I'm trying, guys. All right, so on to our first article of the day, and it is called Okay, Ben Affleck, We Get It by Bridget Reed. So this is talking about how Ana de Armas and Affleck, Ben Affleck are dating. And if you don't know Ana de Armas, the only thing I've seen her in, I believe so far, was Knives Out, which is actually a great movie. If you have access to that right now during your quarantine times, I really recommend watching it because I thought it was such a fun ride and... Wouldn't you agree, Kenzie? It was just like a fun, good movie. I, that movie was really great. Yeah, really great. So anyways, we have De Armas and Affleck, a.k.a. Banana, mm, have been on several sweet strolls during which the two have been wearing their masks and holding hands. The other day, they hugged back-to-back in a strange contorted embrace. Guys, if you want to Google the image, it is contorted, and I hate it. This whole discussion of this article is how much I hate this. I, I apologize. But yesterday, they truly upped the ante by mashing their masked face together in a symbol that, yes, they are in love. And yes, they will be showing it off for all the world to see. And it completely, well, not unrelated. It's a related note, uh, but wasn't discussed in this article. There's been a lot of stuff going on about how Ana de Armas blocked a Stan account on Twitter. And maybe I'm mistaken, but I feel like she's not at that level of fame yet where she has like a ton of Stan accounts about her. And she blocked one because they were writing the most shady, but like hilarious captions. And I'm sure like in their mind, they weren't shady, but it was like, it was like Anna and Ben out on a walk on Easter when they should be inside and washing their hands and not exposing germs to other people. <laughs> like they were just so funny. And I just feel like if Anna had any sense of humor at all, she would have seen the humor in it, but she didn't and she blocked their ass. So again, this is like, I don't like to talk about things I hate. You know me, I like to talk about things I love. I think we need more love in this world, but sometimes it's just feels good to like hate on some petty ass rich people doesn't it so the pictures are vom inducing and in some of them they appear to be kissing through their masks as bridget mentioned and again i just hate it i hate it please google it but my favorite part of this article has nothing to do with ben and anna it says Consider another way to social distance offered by ghostly ambling pair Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez, who instead of using their walks to ostentatiously perform their affection, have taken to a kind of meditative funeral march. Mendez holds his coffee mug listlessly as a gesture to emptiness. Guys, you have to... Actually, maybe I just need to put a link to this video in the show notes because I would attach the audio, but there's not audio to it. It's just a picture of or a video of Camila and Sean walking down the road and they look like homeless people trying to hitchhike, but with the most lackluster thing like emotion you've ever seen. Sean is like in a wife beater. Camilla is in this like really weird fringe top then with those like kind of flare tight patterned pants and 
they're walking at negative five miles per hour. It's how I walk. I'm a super slow walker. They are crawling. They both look dejected. They're holding each other's hands limply. It is like all life has left their bodies. It's like an alien came down and sucked it out of them. And if anyone cannot relate to that right now, please let me know because I, I mean, minus, minus not having a man's, but that's how I feel when I'm walking Gurgi down the street. It's just like drudgery. And I'm like, wow, like I don't even really want to go on a walk. It's like a hundred degrees outside, but I feel like I have to. And I think they might be in Florida. Actually, I feel like they might be because I know Camila's from Miami. So and it kind of looked like from the I guess they, they could be in L.A., but from the background, it looks like it definitely could be Florida. So, again, I just totally hijacked this this article to talk about Camila and Sean and not to get too controversial. But how many of you guys out there think that Camila is Sean's beard? I'm not going to comment on it because I think that's fucked up. I'm not here to like comment on anyone's sexuality, even though I'm sure I've done all this podcast before because I think my gaydar is really popping even though it's not um uh, and it's not my place to comment on but I would just like to know y'all's thoughts so you know hit me up at Bailey Evan on Instagram or kind of cute podcast on Instagram and we can discuss because I will let the opinions fly in the Instagram DMs again you guys aren't utilizing that enough like if you really want my opinion on shit I'm truthful with you guys on here but like if you really want to pop off that's where you got to go okay So again, I don't have a ton of articles for you today. So our last article of the day is the woman whose roommate won't stop having men over. This is by The Cut. This is the first time I am covering a sex diary on The Cut. I usually shy away from these because I'm really innocent and prudish like that. But with our lack of content and because I read this and I fucking died, I just felt like it was time. So if you've never read a sex diary from The Cut, but I'm sure if you read The Cut, you probably have, uh... They they give you the info of the person writing it. They'll say like, for example, this one says, um, this week a woman has FaceTime dates with strangers, considers a threesome, and fights with her roommate. 25, as in years old, single, downtown Brooklyn. So they're usually always New Yorkers. They'll give their age. It'll give, usually it gives kind of like um, their profession. And I don't ever cover these because sometimes they are so wild and off kilter and honestly uncomfortable to read that I'm not convinced they are real and maybe that's me being so close-minded and prudish like maybe I am that freaking prudish like I will read these things and my mind just it's blown I don't know how else to put it but this one it was just it's not the wildest one I've read but I think in the times we were in it felt relevant so She talks about how she lives with her roommate, Katie, and they have been friends since high school and they're really close. Her words. They've been drinking a lot, smoking a lot of weed, sleeping in. She thinks they're on a bender. So it starts out with her going to CVS to get a vibrator. And it it goes on to talk about how they're stoned, her and her roommate, Katie. They're watching documentary. And Katie suggests that they invite Trey over. I have to preface this by saying my brother's name is Trey, so this made this all the more uncomfortable for me. And she writes, oh, I like, can't even say it. We had an amazing threesome with Trey just before the pandemic hit. It was not the first time my roommate and I had a threesome together, but it was definitely the best. All right, can we can we pause there? Uh, has anyone else had threesomes with their roommate? My roommate's my sister, so I can tell you that's not fucking happening. Um, yeah, we just again, I just like some some listener feedback on that. 
<laughs> so they weigh the pros and cons of hooking up with someone. The girl who's writing this article suggests texting him. He's into it because no shit, of course he's into it. They, they're they debating what to do. They're torn, so they open some wine. They FaceTime him. Now, at this point, Trey swears that he's been on lockdown and he's had zero exposure to anyone sick. <laughs> of course, of course, because he's being offered a threesome. He's like, yes, I've sanitized my whole body from head to toe. Don't, don't you worry one bit, honeys. And uh, luckily, the writer of this tells her roommate that she's used her better judgment and she's decided that they can't do it. Katie seems annoyed, but the writer is, you know, being cautious. So she just gets high, uses her new CVS vibrator, and goes to sleep. And as she writes, here's where things get crazy. Day two, she wakes up from almost 12 hours of sleep, and she sees Trey in their kitchen making coffee. As the writer is putting the pieces together in her mind, he says, Katie told me to come over. And then he's like, oh, shit, you don't know? Okay, no drama. And the writer says, I'm not typically a drama queen, but I stormed my room and I shut the door. There's so much wrong with this situation. At this point, she texts Katie and she pops off. She's still sleeping, but she tells him why she's pissed. And it's not because she effed a guy who, you know, the writer's still into. It's because, um, uh, you know, the corona. That, she don't want to catch anything. And she had told her roommate she was uncomfortable with it. And that pisses her off. <sighs> She's not scared of Trey. She's scared of germs, she says. And then Katie, when she finally comes out, they see each other. Katie gives her a little I'm sorry look. And the writer's like, you know, not understanding why Katie doesn't see why this is disrespectful. And she thinks it's just because she's mad that they had a twosome instead of a threesome. But the writer's like, she's clearly missing the point. So then she gets on Tinder. She starts flirting with a guy. She's having FaceTime dates. Honestly, this part might be more unbelievable to me than the threesome part because my worst nightmare right now is trying to go on a date via FaceTime. Uh, I've said before on here I've never been on a date, really an official one, but I've definitely never been on a date from an online dating app. And the thought of me being like, hey, you want to FaceTime and smoke a bowl together, which is what they did, that makes me want to shrivel up and die more than seeing Anna and Ben kiss through a face mask. Like, it's just... Anyways, she's apparently really liking this guy that she meets on Tinder. She's watching Tiger King. That part's relatable, I guess. And... She goes on. She's talking about how she's like um, an assistant for a CEO. He tells her to buy herself a $300 box of chocolates. That's faboosh. That's my favorite part of all of this. And um, yeah, and and finally, she, on day six, she, because this is a week, remember this is like a weekly sex diary. It's kind of like Refinery29's Money Diaries, if you're familiar with that. So then on day six, Katie's like, tells her that she wants to have Trey over again. And and the writer writes that she's annoyed and she's worn down by life and Katie in New York City. So she just shrugs and says, whatever you want. And I thought maybe that line was the most relatable of all of this because don't we all kind of get to that point where we're just like, I literally don't even have the energy to fight it at this point. So she tells Katie that she better just 
freaking disinfect the entire apartment after he leaves and that she will be in her room the entire time so she's pissed she writes she hates everyone she's getting pimples because she's stressed but then on day seven her and katie make quesadillas and they eat the doritos and they drink the beer and they say tomorrow we're gonna start exercising and drinking water so that's the sex diary i don't think i ever want to cover one of those again because that made me so uncomfortable but you're welcome for today's legit shit we have we have two i we have the pillows that i talked about that i'm linking and we have these stick on vanity lights so i recently actually before quarantine i got a vanity off of craigslist because i really wanted like a space in my bedroom where i could do my makeup and it's cool it's like solid oak it was like not very expensive uh but the mirror looked a little raggedy so i ordered these vanity lights the little round ones you know that you see on those like really bougie mirrors but i feel like they always have a very modern aesthetic that i'm not necessarily into so i ordered these lights i stuck them to my mirror they only cost 21.99 off of amazon and they really have just brought like this new life to my room they have adjustable settings you can do like a warm light a cool light so i really recommend them if you have a little area or a mirror that you just want to light up a little bit they have to plug into a usb cord so make sure that their mirrors are in a spot where like it works perfect on a vanity because i can have a U- ubs plug that's hidden and not I don't know it would look kind of ugly if you just had like a mirror and then this ubs plugged in you know what i mean but i think they're really cool so check them out and i will see you guys next week bye